in this episode of the Full Nerd, third gen Threadripper Core i9 Cascade Lake X GeForce GTX 1650 64 core CPU from someone. And of course, the only thing you care about, Black Friday sales. Welcome to the Full Nerd, episode 116. I'm your host, Gordon Ung. I am sick. That's everybody is hiding from me today, except for poor Adam. Uh, <laughs> with me on the right, Brad Charkas. I was sick last week. And you can see the background of all his GPUs is uh, blurred out. Blurred out from people saying. <laughs> the lawyers I don't know why uh, came in about NDA. Yeah. I wish, yeah. I, wish uh, I had all that hardware. It's the boxes from the sponsorship, apparently. And <laughs> Elena is actually on the other side. This is cool. We have two Skype things going. She is actually hiding from my germs, apparently. I am hiding from him because it's a Even big week I brought in all. I, I, brought, I got two cans of Lysol. <laughs> And you have and you have a, a lemon uh, a lemon water. I don't know who's going to use this Mac this mic next, but it's bad news on there. Yeah, That's this Mac using the Mac. <laughs> Exciting thing though, third gen Threadripper day coming out today, as well as Core i nine Cascade Lake X. Yeah, two huge reviews uh, all in, all in one day. They trying to kill us. I think is probably what everybody would say right now. But uh, do we want to just kick into the 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 charts again? This is an abbreviated version. If somebody goes, oh, they no, no, no. only ran six tests. No, go to the website. We ran more tests. Also, Gordon, this is not abbreviated charts. How many charts are there? There's fourteen. Yeah, there's, there's two 14 CPUs. Charts. When we do squeeze it into one, one ski <laughs> CPU chart. <laughs> it is abbreviated because if you do go to the PC Word website and look at Gordon's two reviews, there's probably ten thousand words worth of yeah. review words there. Yeah, we'll just flip through this quickly. Uh, again, the big news, if you don't know, uh, seven nanometer thread Ripper three thousand series is here. There's a twenty four core. There's a thirty two core. You know about it because we had AMD on a couple weeks ago. They talked about it. CPU's finally here. AMD likes to dole that news out. They just, the show business, the, their, the ability to show biz there, some, although it drives us all crazy sometimes, it's here. Chart number one, bam. I'm actually going to include Core i9-10980 on here as well. But at the very top, you can see in V-Ray Next 4.10.7, V-Ray Next is a renderer that was used in this little movie called Avengers Endgame to make Thanos. Uh, hand on Thanos or whatever, but... That third upper 32 core is smoking, like like 40, 38% faster than the, oh wait, I don't have the, oh, I don't have the other one on there. But, um, sorry, I was looking at a, at a different chart, but you can see huge difference between 32 core, third upper, 3970X, sorry, I'm sick. Next step down, all the way down to 18 cores, so that's sort of prosumer-ish Cascade Lake X, not even a contest. I think we understand why Intel cut the prices on that Cascade Lake now to a thousand bucks, right? Yep. That's just destruction. What I, what I don't get is why they launched it today, the same day as Threadripper. Oh, but. I have. I it's interesting news on that is they both had stumbled <laughs> onto the same launch time. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's talked about that. I don't believe that would be embargo, but hey, it killed us. Intel sometimes very late in the review cycle says, hey, you can you can run the review earlier now. And I think they saw that train coming down the tracks, that 30 core, 32 core train coming down the tracks and just wanted to get out of the way. Because I, I think launching at the same time, even though they're very vastly different price CPUs now, I think a lot of people will say, oh, they should compete, right? But I Yeah, they're both high-end desktop parts. They're so. both high-end desktop it, parts. But remember that and core... By, uh, yeah. 
launching a few hours earlier, I think it's uh, pretty coincidental that now there won't be any of the third gen Third Ripper results inside of a lot of 18 core Intel reviews. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's that's what people would assume is they're just trying to to not compete with a 32 core Threadripper, and you can see why. For audio listeners, yep. I'm sorry, I forgot. Forty five thousand practically in V-Ray next versus twenty eight thousand for the 18 core Core i9. And the awesome 16-core Ryzen 9 3950X, 26,000. So, bam. Next chart. We're going to do this quickly. Oh, this is one. I've got Corona Renderer on here because I've got a couple legacy numbers on here. For that old, ancient Threadripper 2990WX that uh, Elena is honoring with her (laughs) T-shirt. Rip, as they say, young people, I would say rest in peace because I'm young. I'm older. Uh, third upper 32 core Castle Peak just smokes that older third upper 32 core. I mean, 16.6 million rays per second in Corona Renderer. This is a CPU only benchmark. These people actually are proud of only using CPU. They don't none, none of that GPU rendering crap. Apparently, is their 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 attitude. But again, um, it's like 38 percent faster than third upper 32 core third gen versus second gen is like yeah. It's almost 40% faster. And also, uh, I included a number for the 28-core Monster, which is actually 3000 bucks. The Xeon W3175X, 28 cores, 14.6 million. Pretty decent score, but not going to beat 32 cores. So, And, of course, the 18-core Cascade Lake, which Intel was smartly to get out of that way of that 32-core, is doing okay in Corona Renderer, 9.3 million. Versus uh, 8.7 million of uh, uh, previous uh, Skylake X, two, two previous versions. And then versus in um, the versus the 16 core Ryzen 9 3950X, 8.6 million. So not bad. But I mean, again, 30 core, 32 core third gen Red Thurper just destroys everything. Next chart. It, oh. It's crazy to me how much of a difference uh, they're seeing second gen to third gen. Like the differences there are just astounding. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, third upper 32 core was amazing for its time because you got 32 cores for what $1,800 I mean it was just unheard of that was probably like a $6,000 Intel chip Um, so that was an amazing deal of course we know it was built a little weird they basically had uh, you had uh, two chips with PCIe and memory controller and then two chips that only had compute cores and then they all had to talk to through those other chips if they wanted to get out to memory or to, to storage and there were a lot of compromises with that that architecture. They basically said, "Yeah, we're going to redo that with this," which is why they sort of threw away everything they did on those old uh, X three ninety nine boards. So, you know, if you're an X three ninety nine user, obviously you know this. You can't upgrade. So, get into the lifeboat. We're we're uh, cutting the cutting the rope and bye. But if you resell your old motherboard and processor, you, you think- probably cover the cost of the motherboard. I guess, but would people? I mean, but still, you yeah. Mm. Don't you feel? Like, I mean, there's still a market for that, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you could, if you if you were a hater, do you think it's fair to say like, well, that previous core chip should have been way better? I mean, that's I mean that's that's ludicrous to go <laughs> from 12 million to 16.6 million at the same same core count, right? So if you were a hater, you would say that, just like, oh, <laughs> should have been better in the first place, third upper. <laughs> if you were parenting like Elena and Adam will. Yeah, you should have got sixteen point six million in the first place. I mean, that's what was expected of them. 
It's, it was based on the time. You can't you just <laughs> just that that matters too. But well, based at the time, you know, seventeen hundred dollars for a what was it a, a ten core CPU? Those those worth it, right? Yeah. And actually, I do want to get into this this one more chart. Two more two more. Uh, rendering charts. This is 3D modeling. This is where you're going to get most of your scaling. This is 3D modelers, animators. You're going to get the most out of high core count, high thread count parts. That's where you get the most efficiency, where you go from 10 CPUs to or 10 cores to 20 cores. You're going to practically double performance in general. This next one is Cinebench R20, Maxon's latest version. Uh, 16.9 million on that 32 core third gen Threadripper. 11.8 million for that second gen threader per, basically about 43%. Uh, and interestingly, AMD has been doing awesome with third gen and Cinebench. They didn't always beat Intel before. As you can see, the um, previous 28 core Skylake X based uh, Xeon W3170 um, 5X, 28 cores, is actually faster than the previous threader per 2990WX with 32 cores, you know, 13 million versus 11.8 million. So. They had fewer cores, yet they were still faster. A lot of that performance in Cinebench, in basically Maxon-based Cinema 4D, that has switched from favoring Intel to now favoring AMD. And, of course, you saw in V-Ray and Corona, it was it was all about in AMD. These third-gen parts are just awesome. And so actually, if you're going to render video, this is what you want, sounds like. Well, if you're going to use, say, After Effects, which has Cinema 4D integrated into it, or are you going to use a Cinema 4D-based product? There's, it's used in a lot of places. Definitely... You're going to want it for uh, rendering. But uh, actually, I do want to point at this other sort of really bad look for Intel here. Look at that 16-core consumer AM4 Ryzen 9 3950X. 16 cores, 9.1 million in cinema, uh, Cinebench R20. And you look at the brand new, introduced this morning, 18-core Cascade Lake X. Intel's newest 14++++ plus 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 cores. 8.7 million. So basically in Cinebench, they just get lumped up by the 16 core part, which has two fewer cores, which I think is a bad look. They, yeah. Intel is actually faster in V-Ray, Corona. There's probably sort of a back and forth, it feels like, for most of these products. But this is like, you would think if we had two more cores, you should be cleaning the clocks of what is arguably a, a consumer 16 core part, but they're not. So that's not good. No, especially Whoops. because uh, the Intel part requires you to buy into the high-end desktop motherboards, so that makes a bigger difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So it kicks ass. It kicks butt. PLBR. <laughs> it kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, and I I was going to do the last one. We're just going to talk about single thread performance because that does matter to some people too. This is just uh, Cinebench using a single single thread. Look at the surprise winner here in Cinebench. Already it favors AMD third gen, but for Cinebench R21T, look at that in front. That 3950X. I'm really surprised here. Um, did I screw up here? Is Did I? No, that's right. The 3950X. Oh, there it goes. 3970X does really good as well. But, you know, the top end is that KS part for all five core, 522 um, for Intel. But then that 3950X doing really well. But then you've got in third place, real surprise, big, fat, hairy CPU, 32 cores. Still pulling probably pretty decent cores, uh, pretty decent clock speeds, 516. Essentially tied right there with sort of those consumer chips that are all very high clock guys because they have fewer cores. And you see generally... Um, Intel's problem here is they're not really holding as high clocks as you would have expected of them. 
That Core i9-10980XE Cascade Lake X, 466. Probably because it can't, it's getting beat by the Core i9s, which are 5 gigahertz parts almost yeah. all the time. And it's probably on Cinebench R20, which is going to take a considerable amount of time. It's just not sitting at the as top-end boost all the time. It's still faster oh, than the uh, previous Thunderbird, but not good. Is the fact that uh, it's one big, huge die make a difference, you think, as far as those thermals go? Because, I mean, uh, AMD's using all the chiplets, so do you think that makes a difference? I mean, it could be. I'm not really sure exactly why this. In fact, I, I as a reviewer, you get a sample of one. Now, if everybody sort of thinks like, "Oh my God, you," sh-, you know, that that's a sample of one. It's still right. You're always worried, and I'm sure you've had this happen before too, Brad. Where you're like, "Oh, this is just this felt like such a beatdown on the 18 core Cascade Lake X." I was like, "I hope I there wasn't one. I didn't misconfigure something, or two, I got a bad part." Sometimes reviewers get bad parts. Right, because they yeah. don't. They're they turn. They generally don't cherry pick them. There's no proof of it. You can make all the accusations and conspiracy YouTube videos you want, unless you have proof of it. You can't really say it for sure. But I'm always worried. Like maybe I just got a bad part, and I always wait to see that I get an email from somebody this morning, and they're like, "Hey, uh, your numbers are way off than ours." But I haven't heard from any parties yet saying you screwed up, Gordon. I think it's just simply it's just, it all tracks too. If you look at the comparables, it all tracks. Yeah, it all it just all tracks. I mean, it's just not it's not that eighteen core Cascade Lake X. It was wise of Intel to get out of the way <laughs> of that thirty two core part right this morning. So. It would have been it would, to me. It would have been wiser to launch it a week ago. I don't understand yeah. why they're doing it the same day. I mean, AMD has publicly stated this date for Thread River three for a while now, right? Uh, I don't. Did they? I don't know if they. Well, they didn't say when the reviews embargoes lifted, but they did say uh, when the part is coming. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, I think there's definitely some guesstimations. Should we do a couple? Just do a couple rendering. We'll just. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna I, I have a quick question uh, from uh, Vignesh. He says, uh, "Has any other CPU launch left Gordon as speechless and dumbfounded as he is now?" <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I mean, when you look back to things that just sort of like changed, like it just reshuffled the deck. 3950X, 3,000 Thunderbirds really did reshuffle the deck. I mean, it was a significant change in leaders. Core core was a huge change at the time. Um, AMD ruled the world, you know, and then Intel came out. They went back to the drawing board. They came out with Core. It was like Mm -hmm. overnight, you did not want an Athlon part. That's what happened with Core. So Core was also a huge, huge game changer. This is a big game changer as well, you know. So I, I think, yeah, Core... And three thousand. These, I mean, you sort of lump them in the same because they're sort of the the same same. But core yeah. and and these chips, we we can get into that. There's nothing that's a CPU is slower than the Threadripper. Just demolishes Intel, except for gaming, which is sort of a give and take. There's some things that run really really bad on AMD, and I'm not sure. Far Cry Five is horrible. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some games where even a 1080p with a 2080 Ti. Do you have a slide for that? Well, yeah, we can. Uh, uh, do we want to do slides, or we just want to just get it's into the It's up to you, man. It's up to you. I know how much <laughs> is on I know your slides. People are here. Also, <laughs> also uh, no Mo- restrictions today, Gordon. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, also, uh, Mogo uh, in our, our full nerd uh, Discord. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh no, it's not showing up. Oh crap! I guess I can't put it. He uh, he made no. an extra, a funny extra slide, and for some reason I can't put it in our uh, our little. Really? 
our little thing. But you, uh, run, yeah, uh, right. you, you should say it. it's, it's a hype level measured in fanboy screams per core. Oh, uh, Ryzen. Oh, that's from video cards. Video cards. Oh, is it? Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> I like my story about the Ryzen seven twenty eight hundred X versus Core i nine nine hundred K though. I thought that was the best because that was the best use of fake charts. If I say so myself, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Uh, you, Ryzen seven twenty eight hundred X. Just to get back to what people were just talking about, I was actually kind of buzzing reading these dual reviews this morning. The fact that they came out at the same day just kind of cemented the fact for me that I'm like, wow, today feels like a major change in the PC processing space for me. Like, it feels like today is the day where AMD Mm -hmm. turned the corner. You can't call them an underdog anymore. Like, we've been generally recommending Ryzen chips for a while, and especially with these third-gen Ryzen chips, it's like, yeah, most people should probably get a Ryzen, but with coming out announcing this or doing these reviews this thing just stomps all over intel's best part that they launched on the same day which is just insult to injury and then they had to cut prices to make it competitive yeah uh, and i pointed out it's like this is amd ascending it feels like to me like today. <laughs> let's point this out and i, I on the core i9 70 7980 x two thousand dollars 18 cores skylake x uh the core i9 uh gosh 9980 xe 18 yep. cores, guy like X. The only ter- real difference is it used, uh, you know, solder, solder, uh, Tim. $2,000. This 18 core Cascade Lake X is $1,000. Newer cores, too, which is interesting, but it's 1000 bucks. So they, that, that Intel really is getting out of the way. They, they realize Intel, you know, it's a rebuilding season at a certain point and you just want to at least sell some things. And it feels like, I think you're right, Brad. This, this does feel like sort of a, a significant pivot. You know, because I and I sort of think it is because whew, top to bottom, I think AMD is just sort of like I mean, we I generally say ninety percent of people should have bought Ryzen nine, Ryzen sevens, Ryzen fives even. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it feels like now definitely. it's everywhere from top end to low end, and I haven't really gone into the low end. But yeah, I, mean, I dropped in Slack this morning. To me, it feels like it's always been AMD's been like the niche pick, niche pick. I'm never not really sure how to pronounce uh, that. Yeah. I, uh, and it's always been, yeah, you know, even when Ryzen came out, these are great. Uh, we still generally recommend <laughs> Intel. But if you do video production, consider Ryzen, like when first-gen Ryzen came out. Now it's like, you should get an AMD, but you consider Intel if. <laughs> so, like, the tables have turned in my head. Yeah, um, uh, so somebody in uh, YouTube says that uh, the, the only way that AMD is the underdog is because of market share at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I agree. you could call them an underdog. I mean, they're just they're all cylinders are firing as they, as they say. I mean, they're shipping parts. You can even buy thirty nine fifty Xs now. They're shipping parts. They look they're like they're sold out. We could buy again. them this morning, but oh. not anymore. <laughs> but I mean, it, it feels like AMD is like, yeah, we've sold everything we've made. We're making more. They're coming. Intel. The big problem is we can't make any. We can't get our new parts out. Our old parts. We even can't make enough of to make everybody happy. We have they come out and apologize to everybody. So. Mm. It's not good, yeah, and it does it does feel like a pivotal moment. Although I'm going to disagree because I think I've said it here publicly. I I think language means a lot, and I don't mm-hmm. I haven't considered AMD an alternative for a long time. I probably since the second gen parts because I really think that sort of made it you know like oh you might also buy this. But my feeling is that it would have been if you'd bought a, a Ryzen seven twenty seven hundred twenty seven hundred X, it would have been a great first pick. There's really you know, there's reasons to buy Intel. There's reasons to buy AMD. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, with Ryzen 3000s, yeah, I think it really is like, well, you know, if you're going to play only games and you really need access to Intel architecture, there's some things I love Intel. 
if you need access to Intel, you know, QuickSync or DL Boost, and I should throw a chart in here later for DL Boost because I do want to throw out some good news for Intel, then yeah, you're going to want to buy Intel. It's not total destruction, but you know, 95% of people probably are better served by buying AMD top to bottom at this point, right? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I meant. It used to be you should have a reason to buy AMD. Now it feels like you should have a reason to buy Intel. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. I mean, they are painted into such a tight corner. Um, uh, I'm just going to sum up the the because I don't want to slow this down too much. Uh, encoding not it does not scale like 3D modeling. There's all kinds of things that factor into different ways you encode, transcode, memory bandwidth, you know, microarchitecture, special instructions, body, blah, blah blah blah. But there's nothing that Threadripper loses. I'm looking at a handbrake. Encode, well, okay, we'll do it. Slide six. <laughs> Threadripper, you know, significant increase over that 18-cord Cascade Lake part. And also Matisse. Oh, I'm sorry. I did the wrong one. This what? is the right one. Yeah. Is it? Slide okay. six? Yep. I'm sorry. I had put five. Look at this. This is Ryzen 9 3950X. It takes 1,500 seconds, 16 cores, handbrake, nightly. And we're converting a, a, a 4K video to HEVC 2160P, 1740 for that 18-core. Cascade Lake X. And then you look at the 32-core part, 1,095 seconds. So again, you're not getting the exact beautiful scaling that you are of 3D modeling, 3D animation, but AMD doesn't give up anything here. I can look at, I'm going to flip it. I'm looking at a Synergy CineScore here, where they're getting AMD's 32-core is 44,000 versus a Core i9-18-core 29,114. Real bad news. Ryzen 9 3950 Matisse, 1632, 29,531. Slightly faster, you could call it a tie, but it's got two fewer cores than Intel part. So, and obviously more cores seem to matter to this because that 32 core Threadripper's went. And so I, it's just like 3D modeling, uh, video encoding, uh, editing, it's all AMD at this point, right? Premiere as well. Um, you want to do uh, slide seven? This is just where we export a 4K video to uh, using the Blu-ray preset, maximum render quality, 1080p. This has been a weakness for AMD parts generally. AMD's or Intel's generally been better in rendering in Premiere Pro. That's that they use the main concept encoder. But look at that. The 32-core Threadripper is just that's wild in front. And I was really yeah. shocked because I really thought, you know, like my experience with the previous second-gen Threadripper was like 32 cores is awesome. But there's a lot. It had a lot of weaknesses. It had a lot of soft points. This part just has no soft points at all. It feels like it's just like this is almost everything. It just simply wins in. You can see why Robert Halleck was so uh, <laughs> bullish last time he was on the show. He was very bullish we'll about see. it. Mm-hmm. He told me like, you know what? I couldn't. He was saying I, c- I couldn't find anything we were losing at. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, next slide, Rainbow Six Siege. Are you buying a 32-core CPU and 18-core CPU for gaming? Most people aren't, but you want to see the numbers anyway because everybody wants to see gaming benchmarks. We'll do first one, Rainbow Six Siege. That's slide nine. Uh, 362 for that uh, Core i9-1090XC, so not bad. And actually, this has sort of been that sort of one-week spot for AMD where they're always, well, oftentimes a little bit slower than Intel in gaming. Um, this is what, 10, 11% slower, so not a huge. 339 for that Ryzen 9 3950X. Oh, I mean, yeah, if I you're mean, buying I'll... this chip, a $2,000 chip, it's for the encoding and for the video rendering. And if you have downtime at night, you might play a game, in which case, 
330-something frames a second will do. Yeah. Also, it's probably, uh, somebody points out in the chat, it's, it's probably Ubisoft titles, right? Is, is where you saw a lot of this? Far Cry, Rainbow Six? Yes. In yeah. fact, I, I don't have it here. I should have. Oh, I, I gave you the wrong chart because what happened was I had everything ready to go because, oh, this is like, it's so nice. Intel and AMD are, are scheduling the launches on top of each other, so we only have to make one set of charts. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, you got, we're pulling it in. It's like, I really have to do everything all over. And it sort of changed how you had to sort of look at everything again. I unfortunately don't have the gaming benchmarks with the 32 core in there, but it's really not bad, except for Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5, Far Cry 5 is horrible. I don't know why. It's like 77 frames a second. It's like mm-hmm. two-thirds of the performance of all the other CPUs, and it doesn't really make that much sense. I, I sort of wish I had it here. Uh, go to the website, review it, re, uh, look at the review of it. You can see the, the performance of Third Ripper in Far Cry 5. It's actually weirdly off and i can't it's it's clear that there's something wrong with far cry 5's code and before all the fanboys want to jump in there when you fire up far cry 5 it gets in your face with a great big ryzen radeon logo right that is a made for ryzen radeon logo which intel is happily saying yeah great runs better on us (laughs) uh real quick uh dennis in youtube's asking uh what what was the build that you used for windows for this was it 1903 or 1909 they're all 1903s uh 1909 i would not push publicly so i I don't want to i didn't want to get into the whole cuddle of fish of 1909 and it just and this is one of the problems where it used to be if you had windows that just never changed you could essentially recycle numbers, but for this one, we are spooling up systems for every single one, rerunning every single thing, because there's always a new driver, there's always a new BIOS, and there's always uh, a new version of Windows now. So it kind of sucks yep. for reviewers. You just can't use the same platform. You have to retest every single thing over again every time. It's like Groundhog Day. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm going to throw this one chart out. I really didn't get into the one awesome feature of Cascade Lake X because I know right now uh, most of the Intel fans have already left the stands. Are you talking slide 10? Uh, let's look at slide 11. 11. Because they, they still have an edge in gaming. I would argue it doesn't matter because 1080p, they have a slight edge in gaming. Mm-hmm. 20 at 4k and 1440p no but slide 11 yep. gets into testing one of the new features of cascade lake x these are it is an actual new core whereas the two previous were, were just guy lake x cores they were no different except for the thermal paste this is actually the new cascade lake x it has uh, avx 512 vnni basically dl boost as intel calls it uh, made for um, deep, deep learning boost all of that research stuff. Uh, I did run AI Expert. I hope I ran this correctly. I've never used it before. AI Expert is made by Principal Technologies, which will raise the hackles of uh, conspiracy theorists. They are actually pretty straight up people and trying to do the right thing, but they got beat up a little bit on that last thing. But this one test does test the instructions for ResNet 50 Batch 32, whatever that is, but basically it's deep learning inferences, images per second. Look at that. Cascade Lake, despite having 18 cores, about three times the performance of a 32-core Ryzen Threadripper. So 1,000 versus 300. So, yes, if you're going to do DL Boost, Open Vino, some of that, if you are an AI researcher, then, yeah, there's definitely an advantage to going with Intel, it looks like. Yep. Do we care about these last three? I mean, why, <laughs> why not? You know, I, somebody does. Let's, let's just do it. What number? Uh, 12. 12, all right. This is the classic, oh. although I'm realizing the big issue now is, of course, Ryzen 3000 runs fantastic on Cinebench. 
I, uh, to me, an interesting part uh, about another reason to buy Intel to me is that it's kind of flipped the script compared to what previously. Previously, if you wanted Threadripper, uh, one of the reasons to buy into it was to get cheap all those PCIe lanes. Whereas now, with the 24 core starting at like 1300 bucks, I think, uh, now this $1,000 Intel 18 core is kind of the cheap entry into all those PCIe lanes. Sort so. of. Yeah, I mean, it's... And we can talk about, do we want to do this last... I, I think Intel... Although it almost feels like it could... They could take another haircut off the price of it. They really sort of like squeeze... They saw 24, 32 here. They saw 16 core at 750. They're trying to squeeze right in there with their 18 core part and make it actually relevant. It is yep. kind of relevant. It is a thousand dollars versus seven fifty of the sixteen core Ryzen nine. The twenty four core is fourteen hundred dollars, I believe. So there's definitely as you go from a thousand to fourteen hundred, that's that's a step up for a lot of people. Forty mm-hmm. percent. I would agree with you, Gordon, just because the performance charts are showing that that sixteen core part is performing. I mean, at or better than that 18 core part from Intel. So if they brought the price down, it would make them look a little less overpriced, relatively yeah. speaking. Yeah, it is slightly. It's insane to think because I remember we got on through the video and like it seemed like this is like this is insane. They cut the price in half. This is awesome. Now it's like, can you take more off of that now? <laughs> I mean, that's just not. I mean, that's not good, right? Because that's not good. Like you've taking taking the most epic, you know move you can by slicing the price in half of the two previous 18 core parts and it still feels like it's not enough that ain't good that is just not no. good right that is just that's just all kinds of ugly and uh this is actually interesting uh slide 12 ryzen 32 core versus ryzen 9 16 core you know a high-end desktop versus consumer part you can see where that Ryzen 9, that uh, Ryzen 9's got the higher clock speeds in general. It's got the sort of cherry pick cores. It's actually a little bit faster. So the 32-core Threadripper is kind of underwater in Cinebench. Of course, this is where the thing, I just take Cinebench. I run from one to the maximum number of threads on a CPU. And, you know, Ryzen 9, yeah, if you work on the left side, left side of the chart, you can say, yeah, I could definitely say, yeah, I only play games. I really don't do all this crazy 3D modeling and 16 cores would be awesome for me. In fact, I do 3D modeling and that is an awesome budget cost for 3D modeling. I don't need all the stuff, but if you need the stuff on the right, if you're going to be doing multiple encodes or multiple uh, multi-threaded workloads at the same time, you're going to be on the right. You want to be on the right side of that chart. Left side of chart, Ryzen 9 still got, still got some argument for it. And of course, the, the bad news is the next chart, slide 13, third upper 32-core 3970X versus the 18-core, Core i9-10980XE. Traditionally, in the Core i9 Ryzen 9 battles, Intel has a slight advantage. They have higher clocks. They sort of do better on the left side of the low threads. Ooh, this, but that's different with this This is one. very different. Core i9-10980XE cannot really hold the clock speeds high enough like this 5 gigahertz parts. And the fact that also Cinebench is really in AMD's corner now, it just looks like mostly on light thread loads, <laughs> 32-core Threadripper has a, an advantage, double-digit advantage. That's amazing. Yeah, that's at, crazy. At, at four cores and higher, it's it's double digits, and that's nuts. That's nuts. And then, I mean, let's, when you get up to 64 threads, you're 100% faster. I mean, you're just like, there's just, between these two parts, one is 1000 one is $2,000. 
I know a lot of people always go like, well, it costs twice as much, but you know, twice as much performance, except for this time. <laughs> <laughs> it costs twice as much, you're getting 100% the performance. It's insane, right? And and if you want to take a look at the wider platform, too, for a high-end desktop, I mean, AMD bakes in PCIe 4, too. Intel doesn't. Right. So PCIe 4, arguably, they're going to give you another CPU in this, we hope. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, the last one. Let's just—I mean, I do one more. Is this, the, I, is this the bonus? No. Well, well that's well, we can skip the bonus one. Uh, <laughs> then what's the last one? Well, the I next don't... one I just want to show because I—I do there have. A number I, I ran Cinebench from one to max threads on a, a Xeon twenty-eight core W thirty-one seventy-five X. That was Intel's show-off part at the point at that at that moment to basically push back against thirty-two core Threadripper. I would say on the performance front, because they were just puffing their chest, they wanted to, to bark back. They bark back because that 28-core Xeon was generally faster than 32-core Threadripper in a lot of places. And, of course, yep. you could also overclock it to 5 gigahertz on liquid nitrogen, all kinds of crazy stuff. It was also stupidly expensive, $3,000 for the CPU. The motherboards, I think Asus stopped making them because I cannot find the Dominic Stream anymore. The Gigabyte one is $1,900. So the buy-in for this 28-core Xeon is 5000 bucks, right? Because that was, it, was just, it was made to show. It was, a, it was entirely a, a show-off piece. And, then, and they didn't really probably want to sell a lot of them, but they wanted to, to rule the performance benchmarks. This is that part versus the new 3000 Threadripper. Uh, full disclosure, this was not, the Intel part was not run on Windows 1903. I don't think that really changes a lot for them. At the same time, it also wasn't run with all the latest mitigations, which we would do. So it might be a wash in the end. I just want to show this, that even 32 cores versus 30, there's 28 cores. And a, basically a, a $25 to $2,600 platform versus a $5,000 platform, it's all AMD again. There's just, there's just no, there's just like they've left Intel nothing at the high end on, on high end desktop here. So that's just. Wow, this is damn. The original headline, which did not make it past editing, was just damn. <laughs> I, I did see that. It was in, damn. Uh... <laughs> period. Just damn because it just this the CPU is insane, right? It's freaking you insane. Would, you would think it's a mic drop, but they yeah, got even powerful stuff coming. Yeah, we're gonna the next one. This is a that thing is like yeah. This morning, Amy's like, hey, well, we hold, got- hold up, but people do want to see the bonus slide. Gordon. Oh, they do want to see, right. see the bonus slide. You can't just say there's a bonus slide and not show it, I guess. Oh, where is the bike? Uh, it's, a, it's a vacation slide from like him and his family in Costa Rica or something. <laughs> you know, I used to use pictures of my family, you know, in when I'd run in the magazine and the like, and you'd like, hey, get cute pictures. I think my kids are sick of that, so I don't, I don't do that no more. <laughs> I can't find my bonus slide. Where's my bonus slide? Uh, I've, I've got it right here. It's the uh, AMD and Intel Core Wars. Oh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to look at the in, historically. It's it's crazy because look the original high end desktop part. Well, I guess you could. They had a P4 that was a high end desktop part. That was an emergency part as well. But the Core i7 960 was actually where Intel had created this high end desktop part. Even though there was really no need for it. Um, four cores, f- 2008, and then basically you see how flat it was all the way up through all of these. Either like four cores, six cores. There was sort of like a high end Haswell E right there in 2014. And then we got to 2016, and then we get to um, 2017, and we suddenly get to 18 cores from Intel because that same year AMD shows up with 16 core, 16 core 1950x, 
And then 2018, AMD shows up with a 32 core. Intel shows up with a 28 core. And, of course, we are to 2019 where we have <laughs> Intel's 18 core. AMD's like, oh, that's not enough. We got third gen, thread upper, 32 cores. And guess what, folks? We're going to come out with a 64 core thread ripper 3990WX. Wow, that, that's so, uh, that's not real quick for audio listeners. The chart that we're looking at basically goes flat, and then there's just this extreme spike <laughs> <laughs> at the very like right hand side. It, of it's it. a cliff, yeah, it's just like straight Thank up you, like a, a pole. <laughs> yeah, that's like 11 years. That's almost perfectly 10 years, 10 to 11 years, right? That's just. High-end was a quad-core CPU, and basically in the last three years, <laughs> it's like it's taking off like a rocket. It's like uh, airplanes that take off at Orange County Airport. Like They have that whole ordinance where they have to like go um, straight up because of noise. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Because it's Disney? Uh, no, because Orange County is full of very, very wealthy people, and they don't want to be disturbed. Oh. So planes can't leave after like I think ten thirty p.m. Pacific, and they have to they can't do like an extended takeoff like normal. They have to go like phew, just like straight up in the air. Really? I was just yeah. thinking Mickey would call the tower. You're like, it's Mickey. I can still hear the full Matterhorn. <laughs> All right, and just damn, yeah, right? sixty four core, thirty two. I just like. It's getting ludicrous. It's ludicrous. We're actually at the ludicrous point at this, at I, this point. I think it's just so nuts how, what was it, three years ago, 2016, everyone just said, yeah, four cores, eight threads, that's about right. That's all you need. Like, that's the best you can expect. And now we're all like, so when's 128 coming out? <laughs> yeah. I don't, and the thing is, this isn't like, think if I included the price. Because the price, the cores would go like this, and the price per core would go like this. I mean. Yeah. It's it's awesome, right? It's an awesome time to be a 3D modeler at home, freelancer at home. And there are a lot of them, so no one wants to hire It's working good. Like, that focuses on the high end, but that also drives down the low end. Like, you can get mm-hmm. quad cores for 100 bucks now. And right. compared to three years ago, that's $200 difference. And it also makes buying older hardware less of a sticky proposition. You know, like, before we would have a general rule, I think, that maybe, like, two years ago... That and older is like mm, maybe you don't want to buy that. But now, I mean, I was talking to a relative about Black Friday sales, and they said, uh, "What kind of laptop should I get?" And I was like, "Honestly, if you got like an eighth gen Intel part for cheap, that's still pretty good. Y'all, only thing you're using it for is web browsing. Just put some more RAM in there, and you're good to go." And I just love how like all of us on desktop is also influencing what's happening on a laptop. And as Brad was saying, just pushing it all down, making it really affordable for people to enjoy like good hardware without having to, you know, wait thirty seconds for a tab to load because that's all you could afford right. on the low end. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of this uh, this monster part thirty nine ninety X, Sid lives in the Full Nerd Discord uh, is asking, do we think that the thirty nine ninety X will be on the TRX forty, TRX eighty, or WRX eighty chipset? Do we know? They, I think they rolled out this special new motherboard chipset just for that, didn't they? I'm trying to think if I can say. I, 
Okay. My guess, uh, Gordon should stay quiet if he's not sure. Uh, no, but... no, I'm sure. I, I'm trying to think if I can say, Brad. I, I better not. I, I can't say because I'm going to go with. There's probably a reason why they rolled out a new chipset here. So he's wondering, or she is wondering, if what? Uh, if it'll be on the TRX40, TRX80, or WRX80 chipset. Damn, I I can't say. I can't. No. I cannot answer that. All right. I cannot answer that question. All right. I had to ask. I don't think I can. Yeah, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> well, Mr. Well, Mysterious over well, here. What, what else did they reveal this morning for this I uh, monster chipset? I thought that... T- There's monster chip. They got the, you got the name, 64 cores. You got the name, 3990WX. Clearly, they're saying, yeah, even we realize you're not going to really be doing this. You're going to be buying this to play Counter-Strike. Far Cry. Or Far Cry, definitely. <laughs> it might get to 80 frames a second. Oh, and... um. That's it. Oh, and this coming out next year. Price unknown. Anybody want to Do play the speeds? price game? They have no, speeds? no, no, no speeds. I think the only thing they basically released was picture of it. Basically, a chiplet design, one big IO die in the middle. Well, we we can do the we can do the math here, right? Uh, the the one you just did, the thirty seven ninety X. Is that what you just did? I, and all these numbers, yeah, thirty nine seventy X. What was the cost per core on that? Oh, you oh wanna, yeah, the money chart. Uh, yeah, the thirty two core. Oh, let me look up the the money chart. Where's bucks? I don't care about the money chart. I'll go with four thousand five hundred bucks. <laughs> no, they're gonna double this and add five hundred bucks. Because if you're buying a sixty-four core five thousand four thousand dollar chip, you'll pay the extra five hundred bucks. Hmm. That you're making too much sense, Brad. <laughs> you're making way too much sense. I can order. I can already hear the screams of the internet that think that it should be like twenty five hundred. Uh, so thirty nine seventy X thirty two core sixty four is thirty one dollars per core, which is about the same as a core i nine uh, ninety nine hundred K thirty one bucks. So what's uh thirty one times sixty four? I'm horrible at math. It wouldn't be crazy if that's how they actually compute these prices. It's just simply like, wait a minute, don't you pay somebody? They they look that'd at be, that'd be under two thousand dollars. Wait, we're going <laughs> by thread, right? Oh. Yeah, four thousand dollars, thirty nine sixty eight. Yeah, we're going by thread. Yep, yep. Well, I, duh, it's twice the amount of cores. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That makes I'm sense. I'm still going to go forty five hundred. I I yeah. I, I'm I'm with you, Brad. That makes sense. You're gonna they're gonna upcharge because it's like, come on. AMD <laughs> That's the one they're gonna upcharge for. AMD, upcharge. Would, AMD would be like, you know, you could buy our 32 core part. It's a pretty good deal. Or you can go buy an Intel Xeon Platinum for eight thousand nine hundred dollars. <laughs> maybe what maybe, would you like? maybe they can charge that extra five hundred, and each box is signed by Lisa Sue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. What did you just say? The uh, the thirty one seventy five. The buy ins five thousand bucks. So you get sixty four cores, spend five hundred bucks on a TRX motherboard. There's your five thousand bucks. You get more than twice as many cores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For all of that, that Xeon. Yeah, that that mm. I can see that. I I I guess it really depends on what Intel's going to do. There's rumors of a fifty six core Intel part. I'm just I and again I I'm going to admit I was wrong. I thought the cooler heads would prevail. I I would think I thought they weren't going to go to sixty four cores. But yeah, me too. I, it's clear. <laughs> Being able to drop a mic, you know, there's there's some there's appeal to that, right? How many and damn I think, mics you gonna drop? But the thing is, how many years have they been the underdog? I think after a while, you're just like, you know what? We're going all out, not because not because we should, but because we can. 
Because we lived through b- the bulldozer years, and now we're going to do 64 damn oh, quarters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were some hard years. Those were some hard. That was, I will say that was, yeah, bulldozer was, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if you lose so many times, you're going to want to take a couple of victory laps just because you can. I, I guess, you know, and you could argue that. If it's five thousand dollars, it's really not going to compete with Epic sales in Workstation. <laughs> Epic's probably going to still keep you know, like maybe two P, so you can run multiprocessor. There's probably other things you can do with it, management, all that stuff. They turn off all that management stuff. They bend them up a little higher. You know, I guess mm-hmm. so, right? Just to just and and of course we don't know. It's, it could be because Intel really is going to go to fifty six cores. Maybe Intel does want to push back on on this. They, I mean, you know. This is there's just like Intel. It's just like I, there's just there's really no they're category proud. where they're 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 sort of leading. So maybe they just want to like we're going to do fifty six cores. So got to do something. They need they need their new core. They need their new core moment themselves. They do. I mean, it's it's they got to get through winter and get to the their new ten nanometer cores or seven nanometer cores or something. For God's sake, mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. Damn. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, GPU review that uh, we do that, that sure. Brad was working on? I'm the anti-Gordon. I have no charts. I have no slides. Uh, I don't even <laughs> have a review you can look at because I'm still yeah. almost done writing it. Uh, it's going to be up on PC World tomorrow. Uh, I'm about to buy the a new, new budget card, though, Brad. Uh, in that case, I could tell you, as part of the sneak preview, that you should buy the GeForce GTX 1650 Super, uh, which is really surprising because Friday the card came out and I actually posted a news article about it saying, hey, don't buy this card yet because for the first time since the original GTX 1650 launch, uh, NVIDIA didn't provide press with any pre-release drivers or even pricing ahead of the public. Uh, And the only time in recent memory that's happened has been with the original GTX 1650, and it turns out that thing got his butt whooped by the Radeon RX 570, which was $40 cheaper, $30 cheaper. So, you know, Friday, I'm like, hey, guys, don't buy this until reviews come out, because who knows what this supercar is going to do. This is really weird. Uh, Well, I spent this weekend benchmarking it, and finally, the Radeon RX 580 is dead. Uh, This card is... As fast or a little bit faster than the Radeon RX 580. It's $160 for GTX 1650 Super. Uh, so it's uh, faster, faster than the RX 580, except for in Strange Brigade, which gets a weird result. Uh, it's a little bit slower than the Radeon RX 590, but it is vastly more power efficient. And because of that, it's vastly cooler, vastly quieter. Uh, I'm specifically reviewing the ROG Strix model that has a ton of extras for just a $10 upcharge. And to me, this is the new budget gaming king. These are the cards that you want. Uh, They even have the new, one of the big drawbacks for the original 1650 was that it had the last gen Pascal uh, encoder. Uh, This new one moves to an upgraded GPU that's basically the 1660 GPU that's cut down. So that's where it gets its extra performance from. It also has the new Turing NVENC encoder. So if you're looking to stream, that's a huge step up. That's cheap. That's 160 bucks. It kicks butt. It's going to get a good review from me. If you're looking for a budget gaming card, I would go for that. Uh, 
the one thing we don't know yet is that like a month ago, AMD announced that the Radeon RX 5500 series is coming out soon. Uh, never said how much it'll cost. Never gave exact performance. Don't really know when it's going to launch aside from this year. So we're going to have to wait for that. But for right now, the 1650 Super is the, the way to go. We, we got somebody asking real quick, uh, how much memory does it have? Four gigabytes of GDDR6 over 192-bit interface. So when you do all the math, it winds up with about the same memory bandwidth as the original GTX 1660. Uh, it has the 2 gb less capacity. That shouldn't matter too much in gaming, especially at this is a 1080p gaming GPU. You can crank the settings in most games and get 60 frames or near 60 frames with ultra everything. Uh, that 4 gigabyte sh- bear- shouldn't be a buffer shouldn't be an issue in most games. If it is, you just got to drop uh, textures down to high and you'll be good to go. That's still a great deal for 160 bucks. So Brad, uh, given that specifically this time of year with all the Black Friday sales, is there a price that you would still choose the RX 580 or 570 over this newer NVIDIA card? Um, it depends on what you want out of your gaming. If you want a great... Like, if you want to crank visual settings, if you want to game at, you know, high-quality detail, 60 frames per second or close to it, uh, with ultra or high settings, I would go for the GTX 1650 Super if... Because that starts at 160 bucks. If the RX 580 got down to 140 bucks, 130 bucks, I might go for it. Uh, especially because AMD right now, Radeon is doing a special where you get three months free of Xbox Game Pass, which is superb and excellent. Uh, as well as your choice of either Gross Recon Breakpoint or Borderlands 3. Uh, if you were looking to buy either of those games anyway, that could push you towards Radeon. Uh, if you're indifferent about them, we were kind of indifferent about both the games. They're okay. They're not great. I wouldn't mm. make it like if you didn't care about either of those games prior, I'd still opt for the 1650. Uh, and Xbox Game Pass is cheap enough that I probably wouldn't let it sway my decision either. Uh, I'd still, if prices were equal, I would get the GTX 1650 Super. If the RX 590 prices drop down to 160 bucks. Right now, they've been selling for about 200 bucks. So that'd be a big drop. But if the RX 590 drops down to combat this in price, uh, I'd probably opt for that because it's a little bit faster. It has awful power efficiency. It's big and loud compared to a 1650, but it comes with all those freebies. So, And the RX 570 is still worth considering if you don't want to max out your games. Uh, because that's still a great medium to high 1080p gaming card. And like today we did a post. Mm-hmm. We saw it selling for $99.99 with that three months of Xbox Game Pass and your choice of either Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, or Borderlands 3. And at that price, that's just stupid. Like, get that if you're looking to upgrade and you've been holding off and you don't care if you can max everything out you just want to play games at 1080p at decent rates that's a hell of a deal if it rx 570 at 100 bucks is worth it every time um okay just just one follow-up question so that uh, 130 ish price for rx 580 are we talking about a four gig or an eight gig uh buffer four gig uh eight gig bigger buffers are always better uh 
the card I tested actually was an 8 gig, the RX 580 I compared it to, and it was a little bit slower, so... Okay. I'm just uh, I'm just wondering for my own searching for everybody <laughs> later <laughs> what to yeah. recommend. Yeah, it changes it, you know? Like it changes it, what I would recommend for people over the weekend. The the four gigabytes is the minimum of what you want for ten eighty P gaming. Uh like the other day someone was saying, Hey, is this three gigabyte GTS six ten sixty a good deal at this price? I'm like, that would be a good price, but we can't recommend something with three gigabytes anymore. Four gigabytes is what you want. Eight gigabytes is better, but I don't know if I'd necessarily pay more for it. At this point, not too much more, maybe 10 bucks more, because a lot of games, some games, if you crank to Ultra, are starting to go over 4 gigabyte frame buffer at 1080p. Like, if you look at any of the Ghost Recon games, they have, like, a ludicrous setting, I forget the name of it, uh, <laughs> that if you crank it up to that, even at 1080p, it'll go well beyond 4 gigabytes. But if you dial it back down to just normal Ultra or high, it falls back under 4 gigabytes. So, yeah, it, does, it doesn't really make a difference. Always get more if you can. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Buy it. <laughs> I got a question though. That's uh, that's a <laughs> that bundle for that five seventy is pretty awesome. Especially yeah, especially gotta, for a hundred bucks. You got to figure somebody buying a five seventy. They're coming from integrated graphics or some ancient POS throwaway card. So that is a huge step up, no matter what. But yep, it just seems like that sixty more dollars gets you to a sixteen fifty super is like pretty nice too. But to get the games. To have something to play is... If I was looking for something cheap, if I had an old... The thing is, both the 570 and now the new 1650 Super both require 6-pin power connector. So the big draw, the reason the 1650 got whomped by the 570 is because it made it so... It only had 75 watts power. You could just plug it into your motherboard and go if you had a big box office PC. Uh, but this new 1650 Super requires a power connector. and That's how it gets all this extra juice. So if you're coming from an older gaming PC, three or four years old, five years old, and you're looking to just get a huge upgrade, pretty much no matter what you're coming from, 100 bucks for an RX 570, all those games. Xbox Game Pass is great. Uh, that basically makes it so you don't even have to think about buying a game for three months after you buy this card. Uh, that $100, I'd be all over that if I'm looking to move up from an older PC like that. Uh, also, real quick, uh, Manrique over on YouTube's asking, uh, "Hey, Brad, where the hell are the uh, 1650 Super small form factor cards?" <laughs> Nvidia literally didn't tell us anything about this. I had a card sitting on my desk for several days before the card. Sue sent me this card like last Tuesday. I just couldn't test it. I asked Nvidia a bunch of questions. They refused to say anything about it. So, whatever you see publicly at this point is what you see. I haven't heard much through official channels about anything like that. Like I said, I had to go back and dredge up their updated month-old blog post on Friday to even find the price for this thing. So, Can I interrupt with some breaking news? Uh-oh. So I can confirm that the person who asked earlier, it will go into existing TRX-40. So there had been a lot of rumors that AMD was going to split Threadripper. You had 32 and 24 and sort of like this medium-sized socket, and then there would be a WTRX socket 40, WTRX 40, I think were some of the rumors out there. Somebody had leaked something to Steve. He 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 basically said, I don't know how real this is. Um, they were saying that there would be a 64-core and up in that new platform. Uh, this will, all three, 64-core, uh, 3990WX, 32-core, 2970X, and 24-core 
2960 X 50 X all go into TRX 40. So straight, nice. straight from AMD, huh? All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else on the, uh, the super review or should we, uh, take some time to talk about black Friday? I do have one last question on the super. Review. Oh, okay. If Radeon 5500 R is coming out this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's you can actually November buy it in- 25th, man. Yeah, When's it it's already. Out? It's actually started <laughs> popping up. If you remember, the fifty five hundred series was the weird one where they launched in laptops first. You can already get it in the new MacBook Pro. Uh, it also started showing up in some desktop prebuilts. And just over this past weekend, I believe it was last Friday, they started showing up. Uh, if you go to like Tech Power Up, they managed to get a hold. They went and bought some of those prebuilts and ripped out the RX fifty five hundred that are in there. So. You can get them in a pre-built system. Um, they haven't said anything about when we'll be able to buy them discreet. It's coming this year, hopefully not too late, because I am looking forward to the winter holidays. So, <laughs> <laughs> The real question is going to be the pricing on that now, right? Because I think 160 bucks for the GTX 1650 Super is actually s- super aggressive by NVIDIA because the original GTX 1650 was $150. So this is only $10 more. It's a whole lot more powerful. It's just as power efficient. And even, like I said, I'm testing the ROG Strix version. Uh, and that's like a premium high-end overclocked, got a backplate, got fan connect headers, got dual BIOS switches. And even that's only a $10 premium over the 160 It's $170 for that. So NVIDIA is going to have to uh, – AMD, we're going to have to see where the performance lands – but based on those reviews that Tech Power Up published the other day, it looks to be about the same as this. So it's really, if that winds up being the case, AMD is going to have to price it really aggressively, I think. Hmm. So it could be could be a fun Christmas stocking stuffer, cheap GPU style. Nice. Talking about stocking stuffers, we got some Black Friday <laughs> deals, right? Uh, well, let me take notes here because I want to know. Yeah. so i'm actually going to be approaching this a little differently this year just because i i feel like a lot so i'm getting ahead of myself so this year a lot of the retailers put out their circulars and their black friday ads and all of that a lot more in advance than they normally do and i felt like it built all this hype and people were saying like look at this look at that but even more so than previous years, I feel like I'm really waiting for, what is it, November 29th, the actual Black Friday date, because a lot of the deals just aren't as good in advance as I'm used to seeing. So, I mean, with the exception of Micro Center, obviously, where they're, they just said, okay, everybody, you want a 2700X, here it is for $130. Um, uh, I just really not seeing it like some of the stuff that Newegg said was supposed to go on sale starting today the 25th um is at at least at midnight when i checked before i finally went to bed at like one something it was still not live yet or it was considered out of stock so like the 2700x they were supposed to have it for 170 bucks and said out of stock 2700 160 dollars out of stock and I, I thought to myself well there's no way i could actually be out of stock that quickly if i'm checking at midnight and then checking again at 1 1 a.m so they're just not updating it as quickly i haven't checked this morning yet um 
but it just seems like they're doing a lot of hype without actually following through. So I don't know. And the stuff they're advertising doesn't even have that huge disparity like we're used to seeing. So like in previous years, the new a black, New Egg Black Friday ad would have like a $10 case. You know, the kind that you have to have uh, band-aids with you because you're likely going to cut yourself on something in there. But it's $10 and it'll keep dust and cat fur out of your system, right? Nothing like that in their ad this year. Not even like uh, last year they had the Rosewell Magnetar, whatever it was called. I think normally like a $70 or $80 case for $20, which was a really great deal. Um. I feel like those kind of things, if we're seeing, we're going to see them, we're going to have to dig for them come Thursday or Friday. So I'll just be on the sites looking at things and all of that kind of stuff. I'm curious to see if we even do see them this year in the wake of the tariffs, because like cases are one of the ones hit hardest. Yeah, that's what I... So the, the thing is, I mentioned this briefly in one of the Black Friday videos I did earlier this month, that I feel like some of this... Um, kind of muted Black Friday deal uh, trend that I'm seeing is related to partially tariffs and partially also just the fact that Thanksgiving is so late this year that I wonder if the retailers are nervous about doing heavy loss leaders where they feel like they won't have enough time to make up for it between Thanksgiving and traditionally Christmas as a cutoff, right? So I just, I don't know. Um, monitors seem to be a little better this year. Uh not in terms of quantity, but at least the quality is a little bit better. So um, I was actually talking with people in the Fulner Discord deals channel about it where um, I'm out. Of, I was out of date. I didn't realize that a lot of the high refresh monitors are now moving to like VA and IPS panels. And the prices on that are coming down like Micro Center, which is not in store only. Uh, Micro Center has... Uh, 24-inch 1080p, 144, sorry, 144 hertz IPS panel for 150 bucks, which I think is a great price. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of deals like that out there, but a lot of it is just I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sad right now. So maybe I'm a little more negative <laughs> than I need to be. Like in two days, I might be like, it's great, everybody, Merry Christmas. Are, are, is there Friday. like SSDs or RAM? Any kind of good news for? I mean, RAM and SSDs have been just on fire the whole month. So I, I really don't feel like we're going to see much more of a drop if we do see a drop. I mean, like right now, if you're willing to go with a, a slightly less known brand like Team Force, uh, like one terror. Yeah, I think it's like 500 gig. From the makers um, of South NV Park, Team Force. It's like a 500 gig, I think SATA SSD for $42. But M.2 form factor. I mean, it's hard to beat that already. Yeah, this morning we did a deal on uh, the Samsung one terabyte QVO SSD mm -hmm. for eighty-eight bucks for a terabyte. Yeah, and the Evo came is coming down in price too, so you can get the five hundred gig version of that for I think sixty bucks on Amazon. We're so spoiled. I, yeah. I want where's the two terabyte? Where are the two? I'm waiting, waiting for the hundred and fifty, hundred and forty dollar two terabyte drive. It's just right I think you've got to wait still, Gordon. Oh. I have those prices not really have not been dropping as much as I would expect to see. So we're really still stuck at like one terabyte as the place where things are moving a lot more. Uh, well, we have uh, some specific questions for you, Elena, if you sure. want to uh, field them. Uh, first sure. up is uh, Chris, or I'm the, sorry, uh, Dennis Siberian. Uh, are there any sweet deals for VR headsets? 
I believe so. I'm not really paying as much attention to those, but someone in the Discord channel was saying something about one of the VR headsets dropping to like, ooh, I don't want to say because I think I'm going to get it wrong, but it sounded like from them because they are VR enthusiasts um, that it was a good price. Uh, I haven't been tracking headset prices whatsoever, but I will say that as you're looking at VR headsets, uh, you'll often see really good deals on Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Uh, we find that experience to be a little bit hit and miss, so we would recommend, I would recommend, and Hayden, our VR expert, recommend sticking with Oculus or Vive or Valve Index if you can, if you're talking about PC versions. Although we haven't done the new, the new, the, the latest versions, they they do claim that they're, they have improved their algorithms, but just don't yeah. do this all the time. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, go no, ahead. No, you go. Anything else to, to add to the VR headsets? No, I was just going to ask Brad just to confirm. So we're talking about sticking with traditional VR and not going with AR. Is that no, what you're no. saying? The Windows in general, yeah, headsets. AR is okay. not existing. There was a bunch. Uh, Microsoft did Windows Mixed Reality headsets, and so Asus, Acer, HP, Dell, all of them started putting ones out, and some of them are actually pretty very well designed. Oh, but I see. actual Windows Mixed Reality experience itself is not as polished as the other uh you know options out there so yeah. that's what i was saying you you, you find uh, those very cheap for a reason yeah uh, and uh justin brown's asking uh what are the best 1440p 144 hertz monitor deals you're seeing you know i haven't really seen a lot of those i'm being a little picky though i i'm narrowing my focus right now mostly to like 27 inches um i just feel like that's a sweet spot for 1440p um yeah, off the top of my head, there's nothing that makes me go, all right, everyone, if you're in the market for this, drop everything and get it now. There's a couple that I have in our early Black Friday uh, deals list, um, and they're good prices. I just don't feel like it's like that Micro Center 1080p panel that I just talked about. Okay. Uh, Zaphoid uh, asks, uh, what about the hot SSD and external hard drive buys? Do we see many external hard drive deals? Uh, SSD specifically, I haven't seen a ton. I think there's a Samsung one that's at Newegg that's okay. I think it's one of the Samsung what, T5s, the one that have like the USB-C connectors that are supposed to be super fast. Um, most of the deals that I'm seeing for external hard drives are actual hard drives. So you, like this year, you can get a 12 terabyte um, external hard like desktop external hard drive for 180 last year the same price was 10 terabytes so we are seeing an increase in capacity not necessarily a, a decrease in price um, I think there's also um, 2.5 inch portable drive 5 terabytes over at Best Buy one of the uh, Western Digital Easy stores for $90 hmm. uh, I got a question uh, that uh, maybe helps uh kind of fill in what, what we're covering and why uh f saliva is asking uh can you guys also make a video on cyber monday deals not just on software and games but also on online courses opportunities to improve oneself do we ever cover that kind of stuff like software you mean yeah the and courses um, I drop them in when I see something that kind of appeals to me or I think will appeal to a lot of people. So like um, like Adobe-related products. And I actually dropped in, is it called Babbel? 
like it's online uh, service that helps you like learn languages. They have a stack social has some kind of deal right now where you can get like quote unquote lifetime membership for all 14 languages for like 110 bucks, which means not terrible if you want to learn the basics of, you know, one of those 14 languages. The problem is, is that I'm interested in a lot of things, but I'm only one person and there are a lot of deals at this time of year. And I do try very hard to screen for the best deals. Like when I research, I usually look to see what the historical low price was for that, uh, you know, that item, um, when it was like most recently on sale, um, uh, for example, if it's like a pre-built PC, I will actually go into PC Part Picker and do an estimate of what it would you know cost to DIY it yourself, things like that. So, because of those things, I don't have enough time to do everything, and I wish I did. <laughs> and when she's saying she drops it in, she means into the full node Discord, right? Oh, drop uh, drop in the deals. You mean? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. I I'm so I'm uh, writing articles for PC World right now. And so I'm, when I say I'm updating the deals, I'm I basically taking those articles and just um, adding to them, uh, maybe if I have time, crossing out ones that have expired. Uh, on the Full Nerd Discord, I do, if someone says specifically, like, hey, I'm looking for this type of thing, if I happen to see it while I'm doing my searching, I will make a point of trying to drop a note in Discord saying, like, I don't remember who it was, but someone was looking for this, here you go. Uh, I do my best with that. As the week progresses, I may have less time for oh, it, yeah. but I, I'll do my best. Well, and luckily like we have a lot people. of people yeah, in, in the actual deal uh, channel as well, just kind of putting in things that they see. Mm-hmm. So it's it's getting yep. really busy in there. Uh, You'll yeah. be able to find some good stuff. Uh, and there's great discussions in there, too, about like what makes a good deal. And people are helping each other um, refine their build and stuff like that. So it's it's been a really great place to hang out in. Uh, Incendium's asking, uh, do retailers advertising Black Friday prices before Black Friday mean we need to wait until after Black Friday, say, Cyber Monday? I don't know if I quite understand yeah, the scope of that question. Um, if what they mean is that, do we think they're just trying to create hype and then actually wait to release good deals after Black Friday? No, that's not the case. Typically, the best deals actually do launch on Friday, the last or the fourth Friday of November, which is Black Friday, the actual Black Friday day. Um, Cyber Monday traditionally has not been as good as Black Friday. You'll still see sales. They're more of like a, well, you were away on vacation for the past four days and you still want to catch a deal. It's not as good, but here you go. You still at least get something instead of having to pay normal street price. Uh, and here's a question uh, from uh, Genesis Alpha, and this can kind of dovetail into what you would ask me on Twitter over the weekend. Sorry, I didn't see it. Uh, mm-hmm. I need speakers. I'm looking at Logitech Z906 5.1. Any known deals in speakers? Uh, there was a good deal earlier. It might come back. I, I actually was asking Adam about it because I don't know as much about reference speakers. Um, so I guess there's these uh, JBL One Studio 104s that are just wildly popular. Um, and the B&H had a daily deal on it where it was $50 for a pair. And I think it sold out like... I don't know, six hours or so. Like I put it up at the at midnight. I went to sleep, woke up, and I guess the East Coast all just kind of got in on that, and then it was gone. East Coast jerks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> these are you guys have humid speakers. summers. I don't know if that's really the best coast. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, actually what I'm looking for this Black Friday. Uh, I'm pretty happy. I'm not looking for much. I'm probably not going to actively look for Black Friday, but if I see it, uh, speakers are actually on my list this year too. That's what. 
I need to flesh out. I actually just use my headphones. I just jack them up and leave them on my desk and use those as speakers, and that sucks. So speakers are what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and everyone in the chat is saying that I look very tired, and I am kind of tired. So, yeah, it's going to get worse. There's a reason why we don't do a live stream on actual Black Friday, because it would just be me looking like the apocalypse just happened, hair sticking up everywhere. I'm pretty sure none of us on this show got a weekend this past weekend. The cool thing about being salary and working in this industry is when you're getting ready for a long weekend, you got to work more the weekend before it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. Any any other specific deals that uh, or thoughts for for Black Friday stuff? So for I would say there's two camps, right? Um, They're the people who look at Black Friday deals that are interested in devices. And so, I mean, it's a good year for that as always, but it's it's really the popular items that are the most um, widely advertised. So it's your Google Home Minis, your Echo Dots, your Kindles, that kind of thing. You'll see them everywhere, all the retailers. If you're looking for something more specific, then you're gonna wanna either follow us because we'll be doing our best to try to find like the, the popular, the good stuff that's not quite so, um, I guess just, you know, put on billboards and advertise everywhere. But also, I mean, what I'm doing is something that everyone else can do too, which is just going onto slick deals, setting some deal alerts and just waiting for it to be pushed to you. I mean, that's a lot of times the best way to get something before it sells out. You just wait for other people to crowdsource the information and you hop right on it. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are looking to build, you know, or upgrade their PCs, uh, I think there's still more to come. I think a lot of it is going to be a little bit luck of the draw if you're looking for something ultra specific. So if you want that one very specific Asus graphics card, I mean, you you may see a discount on it. You likely won't. You're going to have to be a little more flexible if you really want to take advantage of what the best prices are. Um, and for that, you can use slick deals, but you can also use, um, uh, what was it, Build a PC Sales, the subreddit. They also tend to do a lot of stuff on there where they're just, you know, spotting things and just sharing it with the rest of the community. So if you if you set, you can do something in IFTT or sorry, IFTTT uh, where you can get that push to you. Um, I, I actually am probably going to do an article about that after this is all said and done. So if people who missed out on deals still want to try to get in on something before Christmas, that'll be the way to set it up for yourself. Um, laptops. Weirdly, laptops this year, I'm not seeing a lot of deals on 13-inch laptops. It's mostly 15-inch. So, um, yeah, it's really particularly strange because I'm specifically looking for 13-inch laptops to help out that one um, relative I was talking about earlier in the show. How how good of a deal are you looking for? Because I was actually at Costco. I was thinking, because I'm actually right in the middle of reviewing the new HP Spectre 360. And mm-hmm. they have a Best Buy SKU that's about it's about a thousand bucks, eight gigs, five twelve. So, and that's with Ice Lake too, brand new, and it's a really nice laptop. And it was at Costco, and I think I saw XPS thirteens down at about thousand bucks. There, I mean, those, those are really premium laptops for what you're getting decent hardware inside. You know, Core i five, not a Core i seven. I would say that in general for laptops, the price points don't really change that much. So I would say like the $1,000 price range, I would expect it to be the most current generation, um, like your Spectres and your XPSs. And they're going to be like the ones that have like 4K screens and that stuff like that that normally go for like $1,300 to $1,500. 
And when you get down to about the $700 to $800 range, that's when it gets a little more interesting. You're going to see, this year in particular, it looks like we're going to see a mix of... Mm, it's like coffee like parts so like your older xps inspector models in that range but also like the newer ones but that are like your i5 um was ice like the newest generation i'm so my yeah. brain's so scrambled right now thank you, Depends on how you um, define <laughs> yeah and also the best buy thing um gordon i think i talked to you about this one we're I, I, like they have this weird thing where last year it was all about Optane paired with hard disk drives. And for some reason, some of the Best Buy configurations have SSDs paired with Optane drives. Yeah, it's interesting. Last year, the funky thing was they would say, oh, it's no, it was the memory thing. Mm-hmm. And this laptop has um, so 24 yeah, gigabytes of 24 memory. 24 gigabytes yeah, of memory. Weird how wow, that's it. weird. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's eight gigs of RAM. And then a 16 gig Optane drive, which is buffering a hard drive, right? Or caching a hard drive. They were like, uh, I wouldn't really call that memory. I mean, technically you could, but I, it was some, it was clear to me. It was some kind of weird trial by Intel to push Optane as memory because they've been wanting to do that this year. What they're doing, because this new Spectre that I have is exactly like that. And I, I was like, what is in this thing? It's like it, the drive doesn't identify easily. And they, the, when I went to the website, it says, "Oh, it's got a, it's got, it's got Intel Optane Plus SSD, right? That's the weird thing you're seeing now. What that is is Intel's new H110 drive, which we did a, a review on, right? Is it mm-hmm. H10 or H? Uh, H10? Something like that. Yeah. And it's basically a combo M.2 Optane drive, 32 gigs of Optane, or 16 gigs plus an SSD on there. And it's actually why." Well, the idea is you, because Optane is really good at low latency performance. If you actually go and look at the video we did, we did one-to-one testing, exact same laptops. You could do heavy, you could do things like uh, decompress a file, uh, copy a file, and then launch Word and launch something else. And the Optane laptop would just open it instantly. Whereas the the TLC heart, uh, mm-hmm. laptop would just take like another 30 or 40 seconds. So it sort of eliminates that waiting for the launch. Although the SSD did have some performance advantage if you were doing just simply a straight up, you know, file copy, it would be faster overall. But most people on their laptop, they copy something and then they launch Word and they launch Internet Explorer or whatever they launch. And, yep. they, and you're just sitting there waiting for and that waiting is, is really limited. But they're, for some reason, they're calling that instead of just saying Optane H10, they're calling them Optane plus SSD. That's that's the marketing gimmick I'm seeing this year. Mm, okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, we got a, a five dollar super chat. Uh, thank you so much from John Doak. Uh, go Do Kick. Uh, back in the, he says back in the day, this is uh, back in the day. This is a one dollar more than I would pay for uh, glossy paged PC World magazines. Here's to quality mm-hmm. content. Thank you, oh, sir. Thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good super chat. I like it. Uh, and Gordon, I've one for for you. Um, Elena tagged me on. On the folder Discord uh, about this, uh, Fang Cash uh, had uh, two laptops that he was trying to to go between. I think they were both six hundred dollars. Uh, one was a, uh, a Dell Inspiron with an uh, i seven fifty no eighty five sixty five U uh, and a MX one thirty. He's just doing content creation, not not gaming. The other one for six hundred dollars is the Acer Acer Nitro Five with a i five ninety three hundred H and a GTX ten fifty. I think you're uh, looking at two very use cases there. One is 
probably going to be really light, very portable, that Inspiron, because it's basically a whiskey lake with the MX-130. Mm-hmm. It's like a 13-inch screen or 14, I'm guessing. Uh, it's, no, it's 15.6. Really? Yep. Wow. Oh, hell. Then if the if the weight is not the difference, <laughs> the word you're looking for is sort of like weight between the two, I would go with that H because H parts, well, yeah, uh, it's going to be faster. So you think the H part's going to be faster uh, for content creation? Yeah. Yeah. A 9300H versus a Whiskey Lake Quad with the MX-130 versus a 9300H plus 1650? Uh, uh, no, 1050. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So 1050. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be faster because you have basically a, a 35-watt CPU, 40-watt, whatever the heck the TDP is, versus... 15 watts. It's just going to be faster if you're doing long video edits. Anything that's going to take a long time, run that CPU harder. GPU is arguably faster, too, because you're getting a GTX 10 series versus an MX series. I would bet, though, if you look at the specs on the weight, that Inspiron is going to be a lot lighter. I'm going to guess because you're using a U-class part and basically very, very much parts that would have gone into a 13-inch laptop, not a 15-inch laptop, generally. Cool. So. All right. Uh, definitely, the other thing you should consider doing content creation is screen. I don't know which one of those is going to get you the better panel, but some of these budget panels can get pretty, pretty low quality. Yeah, yeah. I probably trust the Dell one more. Well, it uh, depends on just sort of like these sort of like low end gaming laptops. They're like, well, you're playing games, you don't need the color accuracy. Yeah. If you're doing content creation, you may want to go for the one that. Is IPS? The, is IPS? We've, re- we've reviewed uh, the Nitro 5 different iterations of it before, and they, I believe, tend to skew towards dim, so just something to be aware of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, but definitely for yeah. pure performance content creation, uh, H part with GTX is going to whoop a U part with uh, MX part. No no question, period. Cool. All right. Yep. Oh, so uh, in, in sum for uh, Black Friday... Do your research because it definitely seems like right now there's a lot of things that look good on the surface and are okay, but if you really dig into it, like it's not necessarily beating anything you could get at other times of the year, are, and that's the whole point of this time or, of year, in my opinion. Or I will go with don't do your research because the <laughs> PCWorld.com and let Elena do research for you. Yeah, that's that's why she that's what she gets paid to do. So uh, job security. Uh, hey, keep I, Elena employed. Last question, Elena: Are you seeing any good deals on gaming laptops? Because you know, usually I I was on I I understood that this season we should see pretty decent specs, decent prices. Is it really changed, or is just the same things we've been seeing for the last? You couple know, weeks? it's interesting because I think Newegg just put a, a handful of MSI laptops on sale this morning as part of their early or their start of their Black Friday sales, and those are pretty decent specs. Um, they're a little more in the higher end, and I think. Uh, previous years, it's usually the lower end where I see a lot, like a flurry of activity, like good activity. And this year, I'm still seeing activity, but I feel like it's a little bit more of a landmine just because there's a lot of like 1050 and even 16, or sorry, 1050 and 1060 laptops floating around, which I feel like at this point, why get if you can just get the 1660 or even 1650 instead for the same price? So I just, yeah. It just seems a little more dangerous if you're not really, really, really paying attention to the specs. Whereas in the upper end, it's just like, okay, yeah, like I could get behind that. Uh, in general, I, I would say, uh, just because I help look at some of the deal posts in the morning, uh, we're starting to see as Paul carries on a bunch, or not bunch, but occasional deals with uh, a Core i5 
paired with a GTX 1660 Ti for about 800 bucks. If you see a deal around there, that's that's a good deal. That's worth buying. Yeah, mm-hmm. quad core H. That's good. <laughs> yeah, plenty for gaming. I think the MSI one is similar to that. I don't think it's an i7. I think it's an i5. It's it is i5. That's why I meant. Eight, yeah. i5. i5 with a 1660. Oh no! Yeah. I meant today's today's deal that I was talking about. Yeah, and those are really decent gaming yeah. laptops. You get a quad core H with sixteen sixty Ti. That's that's basically the equivalent of you know a, probably a twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollar laptop from a couple of years ago. Uh, well, real quick, last uh, question: five dollars from Virgil Doc Purpleheart. Thank you so much. Uh, is asking which good fifteen inch laptop should we purchase for our college student daughter who loves graphic design? Thank you. Would would those laptops you're just talking about be uh? Good for that as, as well. I mean, no. graphic design—you don't really need that much firepower. You need you need portability, good battery life, and screen. Mm-hmm. Like screen should almost be your top pick. I'm going to say this, and you're write this down, but really look at that MacBook Pro 16 if you really want to go that far, because college kids like that Apple logo. And Apple puts great monitors in their laptops uh, i think you could also look at any ips you know like uh, hp actually ps15 uh i will say i uh i looked at that um what was that acer concept d yeah uh whatever they, they have a thin and light version i think it's the the d5 something like that those screens uh pantone certified dcfp3 you know srgb like yeah th- those are really nice i i personally wouldn't go the macbook but uh no a- but acer i mean you could nice. i mean i one thing I will give Apple is you're not going to get a bad monitor experience except with the low end. Mm, true, true. But like MacBook Pro 13, it's going to have a spectacular screen. It's going to have a horrible keyboard. But, you know, it's. I'm just saying, yeah, XPS, an XPS 13 non clamshell would be fine. And actually, you may want to look at the. Uh, oh, they want 15 specifically. Oh, they want 15. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I guess the Spectre 15, the XPS 15, Lenovo is, you know. Yeah, you really, can get that. Really, 15? with a discount. Yeah, and it gets you to a heavier laptop though, which is a little bit of a negative for some kids. But um, those well, are all those are... are pretty lightweight for their size. Yeah, relative. But you're still talking to a five pound laptop throwing the brick, you know. And those are a little bit pricier than like the budget gaming notebooks we were just talking about. But if your daughter's going into two, three, four year course specifically for graphic design, it's a worthwhile investment. Yeah, and I would definitely say, again, I wouldn't worry too much about the hardware inside necessarily, but I would look at premium panels. So you want IPS, mm, you want color, you want color accuracy. So that's yeah. that's very important for design students. Yep. Uh, quick, quick uh, rewind. So that MSI laptop I was talking about is actually an i7. It's $800, 1660 Ti today. Whoa, whoa. That's- so 9750H and a 1660 Ti mm-hmm. for how much? Eight hundred dollars after a hundred dollar mailing rebate. Ooh, that is a smoking deal. That's good. Wait, from who? It's New Egg. It's an MSI laptop. It's actually on the front oh. page right now. Yeah, I think that's what they were. I remember being told at Computex everybody was targeting a certain price point, and that's probably it. That's sort of like eye opening to get six core Intel plus sixteen sixty Ti. That is a hell. That's I haven't really sixteen sixty is just a little under maybe a ten seventy an old ten seventy or a little above it in mobile. I should look. Roughly the same. Roughly yeah, the same. Roughly the same, but... Cool. Well, uh, we should get out of here. Yep. We're, uh... Nope. We we are gotta get back to the deer hunting. Yeah. I actually need to finish this review. I already sneak previewed for all you people. Perfect. All right. Sneak peek. 
We're ready? Yeah, it takes out. So check back next week for your fix on... Oh, gosh. I screwed that up. <laughs> check back next week for your... You can't do that at the end. There's no takeover. There's no... There's no that's, that's, that's baked in forever. So check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And also, please leave us a review every time you do. Uh, AMD adds a new core to its <laughs> CPUs. Maybe we'll have a 66-core <laughs> CPU next year. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. We do get to them eventually. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Elena Yee. Happy deal hunting, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Uh, I will say, as we go into the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, I am grateful for all my, my co-hosts here, and I'm grateful for all you awesome fans uh, out there in the chat. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye.